Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, My City Church. How many of you guys ready for the Word of God today? Are you ready? Hey, before we jump into the Word of God, I want to highlight that big truck that's outside. Some of you guys seen that as you walked in. That's Stuff the Truck. Each and every year, we partner with local foster cares and some other schools uh, to be able to provide gifts to children in need this Christmas. They go through a test of uh, a, a survey to find out what do they need, their living situation, and we're able to partner with kids throughout this city that are in need of gifts this Christmas. And right now, we are partnering with 316 children across the city. And that's because of your generosity to be able to provide and be able to take care of the needs of our city, to be able to reach our city. And there's so much more though than just 316. Right now we're at uh, 96 presents. We've had some people be able to give above and beyond uh, to be able to give so that we can provide even more presents for this city. And the church is gonna partner and make, make it happen regardless. But you have a part to play and you have the ability to make a difference in a child's life this Christmas. You never know what can be on the other side of your obedience when we, when we become the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and we shine a light in this city for a child that's in need to be able to see a gift that was given to them when by themselves they wouldn't have been able to get a gift. And so take an opportunity to consider maybe going and getting a gift. The distribution is this Saturday at HQ or off 96 and L Street. So you have plenty of time to be able to go get a gift and drop it off at HQ or uh, drop it off in this truck before you leave today. But if you don't wanna do a gift, you can also consider uh, a monetary donation. And if you're gonna be doing that, you can go online. You can make sure that you mark stuff the truck and we'll make sure that every penny goes to children in need throughout this city this holiday season. I'm looking forward to see the lives that are impacted this Saturday because I know last year, Last year, there was plenty of people that some people left in tears seeing the generosity of this church and this house being able to make a difference in someone's life. So consider giving today. But uh, without further ado, uh, how many guys have your Bibles today? Do you have it? Let me see it. If it's on your phone, let me see it. Bring your Bible to church. It's important to read your Bible. Open up to Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two. We're gonna be talking about uh, the road to Bethlehem and Joseph and Mary on their way to, to give birth to Jesus in a manger. Luke chapter two, verse four. Let's pull it up here. It looks, it starts like this. It says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. I wanna pause right here. Um, because I feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting me to tell you today that there are things that are in your generations that God has placed in your past through your parents, your grandparents, and he's wanting to fulfill through you. And what he's saying is that there's generational things, there's things in your genes, there's purpose. So he's saying don't sabotage it, stay faithful to it. And another thing is, there's also bad genes too that are following you, that are chasing you of your parents, your grandparents, that were in their lives and your grandparents' lives, your great-grandparents' lives. And God wanted me to tell you today that the reason why it's so hard is because you're breaking those generational patterns. 
And so he says, don't give up. And why is this so hard? Well, that's because you're, you're, you're putting a foot in the sand, uh, a foot in the ground, saying enough's enough. It ends with me. I'm not gonna pass it on to my kids. They're not gonna struggle with the same things I struggle with. I feel like God wants to say to you today, don't give up. Keep standing strong. I'm with you in the middle of it. Anyways, back to the, back to the verse here. It says, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because Joseph didn't call ahead and make sure he had a room. And so there was no room available for them. Last week, we talked about far from home and that you can be at church and still feel far from home because home isn't necessarily a place, it's a people. But today I wanna talk about even though you're surrounded by people, you can still feel not at home because of the war that's raging inside of you. And I wanna be able to direct you how to find true home, true peace, by being able to destroy this idea that home is not a place, but it's actually a person. And so write this down. If you're taking notes today, write down this topic, no way home. No way home. And in the spirit of Spider-Man coming out this week, how many of you guys are gonna go? It's been a long time since we had like a big movie come out like that, huh? It's already sold out everywhere. No way home. Let's pray today. God, we thank you for your word. It's true. God, I thank you that you are speaking to each and every person today. So Holy Spirit, we say have your way. Have your way today. Speak through your servant here. Help me to preach a thousand messages. I pray that you'd open our hearts to hear you today, God. Open our eyes to see you. The Bible says uh, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. That's a promise. God is here to fill you today. So whatever you came in here with, receive what God has for you today. He says, I'm here. You've been carrying it. Today's the day to put it down. And God wants to be able to speak to you today. So right now, church, open up your hands and say these words. Say, Lord, say it like you're hungry and you're ready to get a word from God today. Say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the word of God this morning. How many of y'all need some more peace in your life? A little peace. Everyone needs some peace in your life. Whatever you're going through, the world's full of all sorts of fear, anxiety, difficulty, pressure. Pressure. I mean, let's talk about pressure. Pressure to perform. Pressure to, to be more than what you are yesterday. There's so much anxiety going on. All you gotta do is turn on the TV. I don't think you can even scroll through Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever your pre personal preference is on social media nowadays without seeing the lack of peace in people's lives. Lack of peace is everywhere. We're all in need of some kind of peace. We're all in need of, we're all thinking about what's tomorrow gonna hold. And uh, frankly, I can't tell you, but I wanna be able to direct you to where you can find comfort and peace in the midst of turmoil around you. And I wanna be able to use this illustration of Joseph and Mary. I believe the Bible's speaking to a particular circumstance that was surrounding the birth of Jesus, and it gives some indication of what the life in the world is like before Jesus steps into the into world. But then we have a choice after he is in this world to accept the peace that he gives us. So I want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a moment. Joseph is going to Bethlehem. 
Bethlehem is where he was, his, his family was from. He was from the house of David, so he had to report to Bethlehem to get his COVID vaccination registration. Some of y'all laughing, but we don't know. And I want to be able to speak to that idea that some people don't know what the future holds. Some people don't know what the future has entailed for them. And I want to be able to give you some strength and something that you can stand on this week and for the rest of your lives. We have Joseph going home to where his family was from, but he doesn't find a home there. So he steps out of what he's known to go and find a place and go and register for something, but he never finds home. And he's bringing Mary along with him. Mary is nine months pregnant. Nine months pregnant is a complicated issue, especially if you're a guy. You just don't understand. My wife has had four kids. Uh, we have four, three girls and a boy. And uh, I love it. I love being a dad. It's one of the most rewarding things uh, I, I feel like I enjoy the most is being a dad, being able to see him grow up. And, uh, but I had a moment, I talked to my wife, Kelly, and I said, Kelly, what's it like to be nine months pregnant? You know, with that inquisitive look I had on my eye. And she looked at me and she said, well, are you got, can you take notes? And I started to listen to all the things that she listed, uh, she, she, she listed off. And if you've been nine months pregnant, you can relate so for her, she said, how do, I don't really know how to explain it. It's something that's intangible, but I know what it felt like. That I'm always tired, but I can't ever get any rest. I'm always hungry, but the baby's pushing up on my stomach that I can't ever get enough food. So I'm always eating. I'm always eating. I'm rolling around in bed. I'm thinking, man, I am so uncomfortable all the time. So I'm restless, and I'm wondering, and I'm anticipating, this is going to end soon, right? And I think that's how it is for our lives, and especially sometimes when we face anxiety or fear. We can get through it if we know there's an end date to it. But the worst type of anxiety and the worst type of fear and the worst type of difficulty is catered around this question. Is this ever going to end? Is it ever going to end? Because I can get through it if I know there's an end date. If I know, all right, all I got to get to is January 1st, and the whole world's going to be back to normal. All I got to do is get to January 1st. How many more sleeps do I got? These kids are counting sleeps till Christmas. When's Christmas? 14, two weeks. Well, how long's that? 14 days. Well, how long's that? 13 sleeps. Oh, yeah. I can get through anything if I know there's an end date. But sometimes the worst thing in our lives is if we don't know if it's ever going to end. I feel like God is saying today that some of us have grown so accustomed with our fear and anxiety that we've given up the possibility that it could change. It's become a part of us, and we've identified with it. We've identified with the depression. We've identified with the fear. We've identified with the anxiety. We identified with the, with the anger. We identified, and anger usually is just a manifestation of something else. And so for me, we all have our differences. We all have the things that we go through. But for me, anger is one of my, like, thorns. It can, and some of you guys don't know them. My wife knows them because it can come out. Should I put down the mic and go back off stage? Oh, I'm human. I'm human. And I want to put that in perspective that we all have our shortcomings. 
we all have our difficulties that we have. And what I found is that anger doesn't usually come out in a form, for me, in a form of just frustration and outright hatred. It comes from a point of fear. Fear that I possibly don't know what I'm doing. Fear that people will think of me different than what I think of myself. So now what is actually manifesting in anger was actually caused by insecurity. So in your life, sometimes the fruit of what you see was caused by a root that is something far different. So the anxiety, the fear of what tomorrow holds could come from anxiety or a fear of if I'll be able to provide for my family. Can I provide, can I provide financially? Can I provide with my work? I don't know what's gonna happen with inflation and all this, but it's actually a deep-rooted cause of am I good enough to take care of my family? But it comes out and I'm afraid if I can provide. So being able to find the root cause of something is pivotal to being able to understanding what, uh, how to attack it, how to address it. And so put yourself in, in, in Joseph's shoes for a moment. Joseph is going to Bethlehem. Why is he going to Bethlehem? He's going to Bethlehem because Caesar ordered him to. Caesar told him, you gotta go to Bethlehem to register. It was an order given to every single person. They had to go to their homeland. So Joseph is going to somewhere that he does not want to go with a wife that's nine months pregnant because someone's forcing him to. And so if you put yourself in, in Joseph's shoes, he could have his head down the whole time, just blaming Caesar. Can't believe Caesar's making me. Can't believe Caesar's having me go to Bethlehem. But what he doesn't realize is that him going to Bethlehem is actually fulfillment of the prophecy in Micah chapter five, verse two, about Bethlehem being the birthplace of the Messiah. So in your life, God is orchestrating things to get you in a position to receive his promise. But if you're like Joseph, or if you're not so much like Joseph, because the Bible doesn't necessarily say that he was like this, but put it and play with it just for a little bit, that Joseph, if he had his head down the whole time blaming Caesar, he would never be able to look up and see the stars that God is aligning right at the perfect time to fulfill his promise over his life. And in your life, you will have times where you will miss the promise of God because you are focusing on your location. You're focusing on where people are sending you, what is happening around you, that you don't realize that God is actually positioning you. And you will miss the reason for the season you are in because you don't have the wisdom to see beyond your situation. You will miss it. But we pray, God, give me wisdom. Help me to know what is happening right now that I don't sabotage your word that is spoken over my life. God, give me wisdom to know. It's important to have wisdom. To know that God is working all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Do you believe that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you face, that even if the devil sent it and is sending it towards you, do you believe that God can use it for his good? Do you believe that? I feel like I got like five people that believe that. And to an extent, it's our youth that are saying that really loud. Because the older we get, we learn to live more and our hopes def gets deferred that it can get better than where we're really at. So the older we get, the more, yeah, I don't really know if I, I believe it when I see it. But I'm here to tell you today that peace is available for you. That regardless of what is coming over you, God will work it out. So no matter the prognosis, 
no matter the financial strain, no matter the difficulty in the relationship, no matter what is happening in your life, God is wanting to use it, and he can use it if you let him. Romans 8, 28, let's share, let's read this here. It says, and we know, that's us, Paul's talking, this is the church, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Do we know that? Do we believe that? I can tell you it can be very hard in the midst of it. It ultimately lies in this one question, who do you trust? Do you trust God? Do you trust God that no matter what's coming against you, what if God is using it for his good? Do you trust that he has it in his hands? Because he said in John chapter 16, he said this. He said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In me you may have what? Peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So here Jesus is coming and he's saying, hey, you're gonna have hard times. So I'm here to tell you that it's not, Jesus isn't a cosmic Kleenex, that the moment that you accept and he will wipe every tear from your eye and you won't ever face any difficulty. That's actually far from the truth. So I'm not here to mislead you. He, Jesus right now is saying that there will be trouble. He says, but you can take heart in me and know that I've overcome the world and Jesus wants to be in you. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, you can find hope that Jesus will provide, that Jesus will see you through. So put yourself back in Joseph and Mary's seats, back in their shoes. I don't know why I said seats. Maybe we're on a ride, who knows. So put yourself back in their shoes. They're on their way to Bethlehem. And if you imagine Joseph and Mary, Mary's uncomfortable, Joseph's a little frustrated, and they're on their way to Bethlehem. Imagine some of the conversation, the rhetoric that was going back and forth. Mary's saying, why do we have to go to Bethlehem right now? Couldn't, couldn't you have just proposed just a few months later so that we could have gone, you could have gone and I could have stayed home? Can we just go a little bit later? You know, the baby's gonna, is due any day now. Can we just postpone it a few days? So if you can hear the conversation, Joseph's saying, well, I provided about five or six thick cloth blankets so that when you're riding on top of the donkey, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not very uncomfortable. I mean, imagine being nine months pregnant and having to ride on a donkey for a few days. I mean, God help Mary. Imagine what it would be like to be in their shoes. Then they show up to Bethlehem, and it's chaos. The town's packed. And Mary's talking to Joseph. Joseph, why didn't you make a reservation? You knew we were coming here. This is your home. Don't you have any family we can stay at? There was no room for them to stay. So then they decided to make their room amongst the animals, the cows, the donkeys, the pigs. And so you can imagine the chaos of the night. Then to give birth to a beautiful baby boy. Now, I believe Jesus came out crying because he was human. Most babies cry when they're coming out. So he's human. If you can imagine the chaos of the night, finally they settle down. The babies, imagine the babies breastfeeding, doing fine. They finally get some peace. And along comes this little boy, the drummer boy. And he sees this couple in distress. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna cheer them up. And you know what this couple needs right now? The drum solo. In our lives, sometimes it can feel like that. The moment things start to settle down, oh, it's another thing. Will it ever end? 
It's one thing after another, after another, after another. How many of us have chaotic lives like this night? Oh, holy night, oh, silent night. That thing was nothing but, that thing wasn't silent at all. I can tell you that. And so we continue on. Jesus, then the angels appear to the shepherds on the hill, and then they get afraid, and the, the angels announce to the shepherds on the hill, peace, goodwill towards men. And we find that in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. And they conclude what they're saying. It says, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So here we have, in the midst of chaos, angels pronouncing peace, goodwill towards men. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. We are made from the dust of the earth. So could it be that the angels actually speak in peace? Now there's peace in you. Now there can be peace in you. Because I know a whole lot of people that can trust God with their eternal salvation, but they're too fearful and anxious to trust him with their internal peace. Peace in you. Peace is available for you today. Jesus came in the midst of chaos to provide peace to a situation. What makes you think he's not powerful to provide peace to your circumstance, to your life? What makes you think he can't provide peace to that? Is, nothing, is something too big for God to handle? Can he deal with your anxious thoughts, your fear, your worrying? Can Jesus handle that? See, I know that peace is one thing that money cannot buy. No amount of money in the world can buy peace. But I'm here to tell you today that it is available to you. It's available to you. If you profess to follow Jesus, hey, and if you don't, that's okay. You're welcome. We love you here. So glad that you're here. And we can change that in about 10 minutes. Peace is available to you. Following Jesus, peace is available to you. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding is available to you. Because maybe you're like Mary and Joseph, and you're wondering what is all gonna happen, what's gonna take place, all my anxious thoughts, all my difficulties, all my fear. I don't know what 2022 is gonna hold. You don't either. And if you do, let's be friends. I don't know what it's gonna hold, but you know what? I know who holds it. I know who holds it. So I don't gotta worry about what tomorrow holds. It's actually a guaranteed that there's gonna be trouble, but I know who I'm with. And the Bible speaks peace over your life. Some of you, you can't go to sleep at night because you're thinking about tomorrow. And I feel like God was trying to say that, let them know that when they're staying up at night worrying about what's happening tomorrow, there are scriptures that you can speak over your life and you can find peace in that. And I wanna just share one of them with you. It's Psalm chapter four, verse eight. It says, I will lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. You have the right as a child of God to have peace in your life. So don't let the devil uproot what God has planted by the, inter the thoughts that you entertain, the rabbit trails that you go down. Don't let the devil plant those seeds. You have the right to have peace in your life. Because Isaiah 26, verse three, says that God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Because you trust in God, you can have perfect peace. And in your life, Understand that you will never find a home if you can't find peace. 
and you will always feel anxious, you always feel like you're wondering, that you can be in the midst of surrounded by family, friends, but you have internal torment, tormenting that is happening. I feel like the Holy Spirit is really putting on that word on my heart. There's a tormenting that is happening in your life. I don't know who this is for, but there's a level of torment. There's a level of torment within your life that you've been able to put up with. And you're thinking, this is just how it will be. And Jesus is saying to you today that you as a child of God do not have to put up with the bully within your life. Proverbial bully. There's a spiritual bully that speaks over your head and it's tormenting you. It's tormenting you, and it's actually attached to what has happened before you in the past. It's happened, people have said about you, parents have said about you, friends have said about you, and you've learned to believe them. And Jesus is saying, you are now my child, so stop listening to what the world is saying about you and listen to what I am saying about you. There's no room for that tormenting spirit in your life. Stop putting up with it. Start speaking the scripture over your life. And you can find peace in Jesus daily. Not just for your eternal, but for your internal. Not just for your salvation. Not just for your destination, where you're going. But even in the midst of difficulty right here, you can have peace. That surpasses all understanding. And you know why you need this? Because uncertainty is going nowhere. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, just look at our world. Uncertainty isn't going anywhere anytime soon. It's everywhere you go. I don't think I can watch TV for five minutes without getting a doom and gloom word spoken over my life or over the world. I don't think I can scroll on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever your social media preference is this day, metaverse, whatever it is, without seeing doom and gloom. Maybe that's why we're all running to the metaverse in five years. Maybe it's to try to escape the reality because people never have peace within their hearts. Maybe the devil's trying to solve all these problems in humanity because Jesus is the only one that can fully solve them. There's just more uncertainty. I was, is it ever gonna change? I don't think so. I don't think so. And that's why you need Jesus in your life. I was speaking to a woman the, a few months back, actually, and she's pregnant, and she has another, she has, she has two kids, and she's pregnant, so how do you guys, she's like talking, how do you guys do with four, and uh, we're, we're just talking to her, and she says, I just can't wait till these kids grow up, because uh, once they're like three and four, and then I can actually get some sleep at night, and I felt like the look that we gave them was like a look that spoke without speaking words, and it was something along the lines of, oh, dear child, you will never get a night's sleep again in your entire life. Because the older that they get, it's just a different type of worry. So instead of thinking, well, what if they poop their diaper in the middle of the night and I got a rash that I gotta take care of for the next three, four days? Well, now they're 10, 11, 12, and you're wondering, well, who are they hanging out with? Are they hanging out with the right kids? Are they hanging out with the right people? Then they turn 16, they get a driver's license. You're like, oh God. They're driving 70 miles an hour on the road. What if they get in an accident? Is their phone charged? What if their phone's not charged? How will I get home? It's a different type of fear. It's a different type of uncertainty. Where do you go for your peace when uncertainty faces you? Where do you go? I wanna point us to where we can go and where we can find peace. Matthew 11, 28. Jesus is saying these words. He's saying, come to me. He's saying, come to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I don't think that's talking physically. I think that's talking spiritually. 
I think that's talking physically, mentally. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How many people can feel restless at times? I know I do all the time. Anxious, fearful. But here Jesus has given you a promise. Come to me, and I will give you rest for your souls. I wanna be able to direct you to Jesus right now. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you came in here with that you're worried about tomorrow, you're worried about what you'll face, Jesus is granting rest to your soul. And so he says to you, he says, he's saying this to you right now. He's saying, follow me. Follow me. What did he say to the disciples? What did he say to them? He said, come and follow me. He did not give them a destination. He did not tell them where he was going because we think peace is a place. And as long as we think peace is a place, there will be no way home for us. There will be no way for us to feel home because peace is not a place. Peace is found in him. It's not a location. It's a presence. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is not a place. Peace is a person. You find peace in Jesus. You find peace walking with Jesus. And no matter what you came in here with, you can throw it on him. You can give it to him. In a world full of chaos and panic and disorder, I believe we as Christians are called to bring peace because we bring Jesus. And if we're with Jesus, we can bring peace in our circumstance because around this world, panic right now is contagious, but so is peace. Panic is contagious, so is peace. We can see how the world is, they basically they feed off of one another and they find the next thing to get worried about and fearful about. But I believe that as a church, we're supposed to step in the middle of darkness and bring peace to chaos. Well, how come you're like that? Why, don't you, why aren't you worrying? They mentioned layoffs at work. They mentioned there could be a bunch of layoffs. They mentioned there could be all this. Aren't you worried? No, because I know. I know God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You don't feel like you always have to quote the scripture. You can if you want. I would say try to memorize that. It's a great verse to live by. But you can just say, no, because I know God's my provider, not this job. I know the company's talking about downsizing, but God's with me. I can trust him. So you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cast my cares on him. So I believe as a church, we're supposed to do the opposite as the world is doing. That no matter where you are in life, it's not all high tops, mountain tops. There's also valleys. And I believe some of the greatest examples we can be to the world is that even in the valley, we have peace. Even in the midst of inflation, even in the midst of holidays, holidays can be a tough time for a lot of people. It can bring back a lot of memories, a lot of hard memories, a lot of lost loved ones. It can bring back a lot of difficulties. And I'm not saying that you have to just cheer up. The worst thing I could do is just say, well, hey, just cheer up. Well, just your worries will stop worrying. I mean, that don't help anyone. I believe that we're supposed to be a church that has peace. We're supposed to carry it. And how do we carry that? I wanna be able to share with you a verse in Philippians chapter four. It's out of the message version. So it's a little bit wordy, but I love how Eugene Peterson writes it as the interpretation of Philippians four, verse six. This is Paul talking to the church in Philippi. And he says, don't worry or fret. I got that backwards. Don't fret or worry. Can I ask you, 
Where's Paul right now? He is actually in prison writing to the church at Philippi and he has the guts to tell them not to worry? I mean, I don't know where you're at right now, but you're not in prison. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in prison, that's all right. God's got, God's got a purpose. He's got a plan for you. Don't give up. But right now you're not. And he's able to say, don't fret or worry. It all gonna, everything's gonna be all right. Instead of worrying, pray. Don't worry, pray. If I just told you, hey, just worry less, then it's not gonna be that big of a deal. He says, pray. He says, pray. So what does that mean? I'm giving my cares to God. I'm giving my cares to God. Pastor Adam, can you give me a Bible right there? Thank you. It says, don't worry, pray. And I wanna share with you, I didn't have time to put this, but I felt like God spoke it uh, during worship. It is... 1 Peter 5, verse 6. It says, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he will lift you up in due time. It says, cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast it all on him because he cares for you. I think Paul was on to something, because this is Peter. I think the Spirit of God gives you a certain type of peace that surpasses all understanding. I think God is speaking to you today to cast all your cares on him. He says, don't fret or worry, instead pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns before you know it. A sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. He says, come to me, let me be the center. Summon it all up. Friends, I'd say, you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not the things to curse. Put it into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. I believe God's working in your life. You may not see it, and it may be hard to get your head above the water to see what God's doing, but trust him. Trust him, he's got you, he's holding you. There's nothing too big that he can't handle. So what do we do? We give it to him, give it to him. And this is a practical step that I wanna be able to give you today. In a world that is full of things that you cannot control, Control what you can, pray about the rest. You can't control your boss. You can't control the way people treat you. You can't control the economy. You can't control as much as you think one person. We can pray about the government and we should be. We should have the right as a body within the United States to control the government. Frankly, I don't really see that happening right now, but that doesn't mean we stop moving. But to an extent, we gotta pray. So the decisions that the government makes, you can't control that right now. You can't on election year. Pray about the rest. You can call your congressman. You can call your senator. Do that. There's something you can do. But I feel like when I say control what you can and pray about the rest, a lot of us are thinking about actionable things that we can do. Yeah, you can go out and apply for other jobs. Yeah, you can do that. But that's not the type of control that I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about your spirit that you can carry. Because if you have a doom and gloom spirit, it'll, it'll cause you to miss the job opportunities that are coming your way. It'll cause you to miss that God closes a door because he's repositioning you to open up another door. It causes you to miss it. So what I say is that you can do is you can control your spirit, what comes out of you. Because what is happening to us does not have to come, does not have to control what is coming through us. What is happening to you does not have to control what is coming through you. So you have a choice. I'm gonna carry a spirit of joy. I know I'm going through a lot. I know I'm having difficulties. I know, but I'm gonna choose today joy. I'm gonna choose the fruits of the spirit. I'm not gonna give that devil any more permission to control my attitude. I'm not giving him any more permission to control the words that are coming out of my mouth. I'm gonna speak confidently. I'm gonna speak boldly. So God is saying to you today, control what you can. God will get you through it. You stand to your feet. I believe that as a church in a world that is full of uncertainty, despair and difficulty, we as a church have an opportunity more than ever to be able to shine in the middle of darkness. So the words that are coming out of your mouth, be sure to guard them. Guard them. Is this, a, is this a God thought or is this a my thought? And it says, think on these things, things that are good, things that are holy, things that are reputable. Let them come out of your mouth. Oh, I know. I know these things are coming against me, but I know God works all things. I know he's working. I know Caesar's sending me to Bethlehem, but I know God's working. I know my location's changing, but I'm gonna, you know what? I think God's positioning me. I don't think people are kicking me out. I think God's positioning me. I think God's positioning you. I think he's positioning you in your mind. No matter what you've been going through, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what that diagnosis holds. I don't know what it holds. I don't know what the relationship holds. I don't know if he's gonna break up with you. You may be dating. This is the first guy that you're dating. I don't know. He might break up with you. Jesus still has you. It's not the end of the world. I pray that the marriage works out. I pray and I know God works all things for his good. Don't let the devil come in and destroy you because God can use that thing. Even if it was a dumb decision that you made, God can still use that if you let him, if you let him, so let God use it today. Right now, if you're in this place, and I believe everyone should be doing this, so just do this with me. I want you to hold out your hand like this. Start gripping it. Put in this grip that you have all your fears, all your anxieties, all your worries, that thing that you're worried about tomorrow that you didn't know you could come to church today, you're holding on to it because you're worrying about what tomorrow holds. You're worrying about the difficulty. You don't know if God's gonna get you through it. God's saying, I can, I'm gonna get you through it. He says, follow me. And you won't know the end. He says, follow me. He says, cast your cares on me. Why? Because I care for you. And that thing that you're holding on is destroying you. I care for you. That's why you need to let it go and give it to me. Do you trust me? Just let it go. Open up your hand and just drop it. I'm giving it to you, Jesus. I trust you. I trust you with my kids. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my health. Because I know that you will work all things for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And I love you, Lord. And I trust you.
I thank you that you hold the future. I thank you that you hold this world in your hands and you hold me. So right now, I wanna speak over you, My City Church, peace. Peace over your lives. Peace in this holiday season. That no weapon that the devil is forming to destroy you, to distract you, shall prosper against God's church. That we'll have eyes. God, I pray right now that you would give us wisdom. Wisdom to see beyond our just ordinary circumstance, our ordinary situation. God, to be able to see what you're doing. And I know one day it will all make sense. God, I know and I thank you that we can trust you. God, even in times of uncertainty, God, I thank you that we can trust you. And just right now, church, I want you to worship. Worship with your whole heart. This isn't just a song that we're gonna sing. This isn't just a song to do a smooth transition. It's none of that. Close your eyes, worship from your heart. Worship the King of Kings. He knows everything that you're going through. He knows. This is what he's saying is that you're giving all this attention and worship to the things that are bothering you. He says, throw them at my feet and worship me. Watch how I'm gonna carry you through it. So right now, would you lift up your hands? Let's lift up our hands and let's worship. Let's come before Jesus today. Open up your hands to receive the peace. Thank you so much for listening today. And we wanna give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.